Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Good morning and welcome to Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. I'm your host, Joy Keys. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow me on Twitter at Joy Keys or check me out on Facebook, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys, or on Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys. This is a pre-recorded show. We did an Instagram live chat on Saturday, March 19th. I hope you enjoy. The show is about multiple sclerosis. There's an African-American female neurologist, Dr. Kalina Sanders, and there's an advocate, Tanina Augusto, who is living with MS, and she talks about her experiences. I hope you enjoy, and you can always follow the shows on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Google. Hope you have a nice weekend. Bye-bye. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Joy Keys. I'm the host of Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. It's a podcast, comes on Saturday mornings, usually between 11 and 12. You can check check us out on Blog Talk Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google, a lot, anywhere you're trying to get your podcast, you probably can catch our podcast. I have more than 600 episodes, so there's a lot of topics, actors, singers, musicians, health topics as we're doing today. Um, and you can call in for those or click on the link to listen to them if they're archived or call in when they're live. So I encourage you to check them out and share with friends and family. Um, we have a black female neurologist, Dr. Kalina Sanders here. I just want to say your name again because it's so important. And we have Tanina Augusto. She is living with MS and she is also, again, like I said, a representative of the National Multiple Sclerosis Society. I want to thank them, shout out to them. They do a lot of good work with people. This month is National Multiple, Scler Multiple Sclerosis Awareness Month. This week is MS Awareness Week. So I had to have the show this week. It was like this week or, or die, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I want to start out with what is multiple sclerosis, Dr. Sanders? So multiple sclerosis is a fairly uncommon autoimmune disease where the immune system, which is really meant to fight bacteria and viruses, mistakes the nervous system, which includes the brain, the spinal cord, and the nerve that goes to the back of the eye as forward and attacks the covering around the nerve cells. Um, and it results in the symptoms from multiple sclerosis. Now, Tanina, what kind of symptoms did you have when you realized it maybe it was MS or you didn't know what was going on? I definitely didn't know what was going on. Initially, I thought I had a stroke. Um, my day started out normal. I took a shower. I went to put on lotion and my left side of my body, I lost complete control of it. My mm -hmm. arm and my leg were like gummy work. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what was going on. Um, it was very difficult to walk. And I remember it was a hot day and, you know, I was trying, I was outside trying to run errands and I just, I was just getting worse. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I think I just had a stroke. Right. 
And I called, um, I worked at a hospital at the time, so of course I called, you know, one of the doctors that I know, and he called me right away and was like, oh, no, he didn't have a stroke. It's just a pinched nerve. See the chiropractor, and ah. it was a year and a half of misdiagnoses, and, um, and before I was able to get to a neurologist who was, took the time out to really try to take down all of my symptoms primarily, again, not having control of the left side of my body. To this day, I still have a lot of numbness that um, has various degrees of numbness um, and weakness. And he was the one, to, the neurologist was the one to figure out that I had um, MS. Dr. Sanders, does this sound like some of the symptoms you've heard? And what are some other symptoms people might have if they are having MS or have sure. MS? Sure, sure. These are, these are very common symptoms of multiple sclerosis, and it really just depends on where in the central nervous system that inflammatory or immune attack occurs. So if it occurs in the brain, it may present with vertigo-type symptoms. If it involves the spinal cord, it can have that numbness, that weakness. If it involves the optic nerve, you can lose vision in one eye, which is oftentimes very painful. Other more uh, common symptoms of multiple sclerosis include fatigue, which is probably the biggest symptom of multiple sclerosis, affecting 80% of MS patients. Um, cognitive difficulties. So we initially felt that this was just a motor sensory problem, but we know that MS can have a significant impact on um, processing speed and, and, and memory. Uh, in addition to those, a person can have bladder or bowel dysfunctions. So really, the nervous system controls just about all of the functions of our body. And depending on where that attack occurs, will determine what type of symptoms. But, you know, her story is very common where uh, there's an overlap of other things that it could be pinch nerve and sometimes it does take um, an astute physician neurologist to really think about MS as a possible diagnosis. Yeah, I've heard many stories. I've done several shows on MS and sometimes it takes people years because sometimes the symptoms are slight. They're not as exaggerated as hers were with like total left side and they're thinking, oh, you know, this will go away and, 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 and it could be because my understanding, people have what they call exacerbations, where their their symptoms are very active. Um, so it's good that you were, Tanina, how long did it take? Was it like a couple months that you realized when you got diagnosed? One and or? a half years. How, how long? One and a half years. Wow. One and a half one years. One and a half years to get the diagnosis, yes. Yeah. That's like yeah. crazy. I, I, I was written off by a lot of doctors. Um, you know, I was 27 years old at the initial onset of symptoms. Mm. And, and, you know, unfortunately, you know, a lot of people know it as the old white lady. Mm. So to be an Afro-Latina and so young with these symptoms, they were either thinking, you know, it was in my head, mm -hmm. um, that I was exaggerating, that I'm just tired. I just, I had a pinched nerve, go see the chiropractor. Mm -hmm. And actually a chiropractor was the one who said to me, you know what? Something is very wrong with you. Wow. I don't know what it is, but you need to go see this neurologist. And he was the one that referred me to the neurologist that got the correct diagnosis. Mm. Dr. Sanders. And that was after seeing maybe like six or seven doctors. Wow. Dr. Sanders, what type of diagnostic tools are used, used to determine if someone has MS? 
Yes. So MS is, is really a clinical diagnosis. So we have to have the an, a history that's consistent with multiple sclerosis, physical exam findings that suggest a dysfunction in the central nervous system. But we use uh, MRIs very heavily to help with the diagnosis and to monitor the progress of, of multiple sclerosis. Additional tests that may be done, but not always, includes a, a spinal tap where we take the spinal fluid and analyze it for a special type of um, protein called oligoclonal bands. And so it really is, I, I like to describe it as a puzzle where we have to try to put all of the pieces of the puzzle together so that we can get the right picture and the right diagnosis. But sometimes, as, as many of you uh, probably are aware, not everyone fits in the box, right? So there are some atypical features that may kind of stray a physician off to a different diagnosis. Um, but as we, again, continue to work with the, the patient, looking at their history, looking at them and their MRI findings, that's the best way to come up with the diagnosis. Some people may not know what an MRI is. Can you explain to them, Dr. Sanders, what that is? So an MRI is a machine that uses magnetic um, molecules to look at the structure of the brain. So if you've ever been into the emergency room or had a CAT scan where you go into a machine, it's more like a donut. An MRI is um, more of a, a tunnel that you go into. And looking at the structure of the brain, we can look for pathology, such as multiple sclerosis. Um, but the MRI is helpful to pick up other diagnoses, such as tumors and stroke. Um, and so most people, if they can handle being in a closed, confined space for 25, 30 minutes, uh, it helps us tremendously. Did you have to do that, Tanina, take an MRI, a spinal tap, yes. and what other types oh, of yes. tests did you have to do? Yes. Um, so, so initially, my neurologist ordered a B12 test. A, and, a B12 um, test? Yes. Okay. Um, which is really not something that a lot of doctors use, but actually should really use more, quite honestly. Wow. Um, because it's starting to link of, of, you know, starting to be shown that might be a link between a B12 deficiency and MS. And, and, okay. Okay. He ordered that test and my B12 was like at seven. So he said, Now okay, what should it be wrong. at? What, what should your B, B12 be? Or what's a normal range? Um, oh my God. Uh, Dr. And I know it depends on the on the lab. So your so B12s are uh, usually considered normal with uh, above 200, um, but we uh, we like B12s really above 400. Um, in addition to the B12, I'll I'll hop in and say vitamin D is also important as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've heard about the vitamin D, but the B12 that's a new one. So so you had the B12, and what else? What yes, else did and you that go was through? This trigger. So he, um, after that, that's when he ordered, immediately he ordered the spinal tap and the MRI of the brain and the spine. Now, and how was the spinal tap? Because that just sounds like oh. really scary for a lot of people. What did, what did you have to it's, do? It, it's, um, it's basically, they, they do put a needle in your spine and they take some fluid out. Um, so are you awake when it happens? Are you sleeping? Yes, you are. Okay. You are, you are very awake. <laughs> um, and well aware of everything, and um, he had to put the needle in 
twice um, because the first time he hit a nerve and I almost went through the wall. So okay. <laughs> um, he had to do it again. And, and with, he was able to take the fluid and then you have to be on bed rest for about a week afterwards so that your spinal fluid can um, regenerate again. Wow. Now, Afro-Latina, African-American doctor, she mentioned old white ladies disease, but there have been recent articles showing there are a lot more African-Americans that have MS than yes. originally thought. And is that still the case, Dr. Sanders? And are there any new findings about who is more susceptible to getting MS? Yes, yeah, so the, the, most, the most recent study that we have that really looked at the susceptibility and who are being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis was a Kaiser Permanente study back, I think, 2014. And it showed that African-Americans had a 47% likely, more likelihood of being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Wow. And of the African-American males and females, it was actually the African-American female that drove that increased risk. Um, I, I believe it was like 53 to 59% increased risk in the African-American female compared to the Caucasian female. Now, this was one study that was in one um, um, hospital system, but it's probably the biggest study that looking at the risk. So it is no longer really felt to be a disease of the Caucasian female, um, mm -hmm. but the ethnicities are at increased risk as well, particularly that American female. I want to do something. I see people waving. I'm going to be doing a giveaway. So I have a, a signed copy of, um, hmm, I got a couple signed copy books. Let's see here. Um, I have a signed copy of Jamie Foxx book. If you want a signed copy of Jamie Foxx's book, you need to email me Ray Charles date of birth. Again, if you want a free copy of Jamie Foxx's book, you need to email me when Ray Charles was born. My email address is Saturdays with Joy Keys at hotmail.com. The first person, Saturdays with joy keys at hotmail.com. I'm gonna do another giveaway, but I'm not gonna tell you when. So we got about 10 more minutes. Keep your eyes out for another possible giveaway. Um, I wanna talk to Tanina. What did your family and friends think and how can people be supportive to you if you are diagnosed with MS? My family and friends have been absolutely amazing. Um, it was terrifying to have to let them know about this condition, especially since there is no cure yet for it. Um, but they've been unbelievable in being my support system and making sure that I get to my doctor's appointments if I'm having a flare-up. What do you need? Can we, can we run an errand for you? Can okay. we bring you anything? Um, they hold me accountable for making sure that I am getting in my exercise because it's super important to make sure you keep down the muscle spasticity. Um, they will hold me accountable if I'm out to dinner. It's like, are you supposed to be eating that? You said <laughs> you're not supposed to be eating this high, salty, right, high, right. greasy, you know. I'm like, oh, my God, yes. Okay. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so they will definitely hold me um, accountable. And, and the most important thing anybody can ever do is just those, those simple words of what do you need? Mm-hmm. Now, Dr. Sanders, does someone have to have a family member who has MS? Like, what if you don't have anybody in your family who has MS? What's the likelihood? Sure. And, and uh, can you pass it on to your children? 
So most most patients um, that I have do not have a family history of multiple sclerosis. However, we do feel that there is a genetic susceptibility or a genetic component. When we look at twin studies, so identical twins, if one twin has multiple sclerosis, there's about a 30-35% chance that the other twin would also have multiple sclerosis. Okay. So there is a genetic uh, association, but um, again, most patients don't have multiple, uh, don't have family histories. I tell everyone you don't down like you do your eye color or height, but you are at a higher uh, likelihood, although small, of developing multiple sclerosis if you have a family uh, member with MS. Now, Tanina, you just talked about exercising, helping with your spasticity. Can you tell the audience what spasticity is? They may not know what that is. And then I'm going to come to you, Dr. Sanders, and just ask about what things are good for people to do. So, Tanina, can you just talk about what spasticity is? Certainly. Um, in a nutshell, um, it's basically when your muscles start getting really tight and you, if they're not as flexible as they used to be. So something as simple as trying to extend your arm or extend your leg starts to become extremely difficult because you're not moving around as much anymore. Mm -hmm. um, so just making sure that I'm staying as mobile as possible, even when I don't feel like it. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's really important to keep to reduce that from happening. Yeah, I mean, originally I was reading, they didn't think that exercise was good and people should take it easy, but now that's changed. Um, how much exercise, Dr. Sanders, and what types are good for people who have uh, MS? So everyone is completely different, Joy. Okay. Um, there really is a discussion that you have with your healthcare provider about what your limitations are. I tell my patients all the time that your body will let you know what that limit is. And so I do encourage patients to um, engage in physical activity, but do it very slowly. Increase your activity over time. Don't assume that you can go first time and do an hour in the gym. Maybe mm -hmm walk for five or ten minutes and as your body gets used to that you can build upon that but having okay. a discussion with the health with your health care provider about what your individual limits are is extremely important now early on you talked about it might have been it was hot the day you found out um mm -hmm. is that something that affects you tanina heat absolutely yes um heat exacerbation um, it's really big in the MS community. If I'm not mistaken, Dr. Keep Me Honest, over 80% of individuals with MS um, suffer some sort of heat sensitivity that causes exacerbation. So on hot days, um, I have to walk around with cooling products like cooling vests, um, misters, um, cooling wipes, et cetera, to keep down my core body temperature. Okay. Otherwise, I'll become extremely fatigued, sluggish. It gives difficult for me to go to work. Is that something you also hear, Dr. Sanders, that heat affects your patients? Yes, yes. And I think it's important, as Tanina uh, mentioned, that it's the heat that worsens your MS symptoms. It's not necessarily like, oh, I can't stand the heat. It's just that when your core body temperature increases, your nervous system slows down. And if you have damage in it from MS, it slows down or even stops further. So the heat... Okay. MS symptoms worse, your vision gets dimmer, your numbness and tingling comes back. But mm -hmm. you cool off and rest, your vision improves, the numbness goes away. Um, and and so you. new attack 
but it's just the evidence that your old lesions are there and the heat just makes it more evident. Now, there are different types of MS, um, relapsing, remitting, relapsing, uh, secondary, progressive. Can you just talk about that a little bit, Dr. Sanders? Yes. About 85% of patients at the time of their diagnosis has relapsing, remitting MS, where you have an event and you get better. You may be better for months or years and you have another event. I like to call it a roller coaster. <laughs> About 10% of patients at onset have what we call primary progressive MS, where at, you have the onset of symptoms, maybe a foot drop, and you never really get better. And over the course of a year or more, you have worsening of your, your foot drop. Now mm -hmm. you're by year three, you're using a walker, but you never remit it. You never got better. Okay. And our patients who have relapsing remitting MS, um, if left untreated, we know 50% of patients in 10 or 15 years will transition into what we call secondary progressive MS. And secondary progressive MS looks a lot like primary progressive MS, except second to the relapsing remitting phase. Um, and so some people obviously have a combination of those where even if they're in secondary progressive MS, they still may have little relapses, but not as frequent, oftentimes not as severe as it was when they were in their relapsing remitting phase. Mm -hmm. Now, Tanina, do you mind me asking, what types of medicine do you take that help with your symptoms? I guess specifically, what type of MS medicine are you taking? I'm currently on Ocrevus. Um, which is an IV infusion that's twice a year. Um, it's kind of like a low-dose um, chemotherapy. Um, I actually just had my um, treatment last Saturday. Okay. So, <laughs> so you can come, uh, so you it, can do it like out, an outpatient uh, type of... Yes, absolutely. Okay. I'm going to go to an outpatient um, infusion center. You're there for about five or six hours. Take it easy for a couple of days. And that's, that's pretty much it. Then they'll see me again in six months. Now, do you mind me? Are you working now? I am. Yes. Very good. Very good. Hospital. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. I want to do another giveaway. We have three minutes left. Um, let's see. I have a signed copy of uh, Gabrielle Union's book. Um, if you want a copy of the book, a signed copy, email me. Hmm. Cicely Tyson's first movie. What's the first movie she did? Cicely Tyson. Uh, you can email me at Saturdays with Joy Keys at hotmail.com. Again, Saturdays with Joy Keys at hotmail.com. Possible win, Gabrielle Union signed book. Um, and uh, the first person, the first person has to, uh, has to <laughs> email me that. Um, so we're running out of little time. I want to ask Dr. Sanders about the work issue um, and people trying to take FMLA. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that, but mm -hmm. how, how can somebody do that or who should they talk to? Yes. Before I answer that question, I would like to piggyback quickly. Last question about disease-modifying therapies. Tanina mm -hmm. on one disease-modifying therapy, but we have over 20 different disease-modifying therapies for wow. We have injectables, we have orals, and we have infusions. And everyone is different. So it's important that you talk to your healthcare provider to determine which medication disease-modifying therapy might be best for you. But there uh, is no cure, correct? They, they don't have a cure yet. 
Correct. There is no cure, but our disease-modifying therapies have been proven to decrease your likelihood of having a relapse, prevent MRI changes, and hope to help to slow down that progression um, over time. Okay. But for our patients that do develop significant cognitive issues, motor difficulties, or having frequent relapses, going back to your, your question, Joy, about FMLA, which is the uh, Family Medical Leave Act, um, I think that's very important for job protection. And so if you are having frequent relapses or just concern that you might, it's important you talk with your healthcare provider, your HR department, get the appropriate paperwork filled out. So when you do have a relapse or you need two days off after you're infused, you it, yeah. Bob is protected and they cannot fire you for being absent from work. Wow. We could talk for another half an hour about this issue, but I want to encourage everybody to go to the National Multiple Sclerosis website. Um, they have a lot of information. They have support groups in, in like almost every city around the country. Um, they have some financial uh, services they can help you with. Um, and now because of, you know, COVID, a lot of things online, th there's so much. And there's also other organizations out there that help a, a lot of people around the country with MS. So if you are thinking that you might have something, please forge ahead and make your doctors work for you. You are paying them, make them work for you and find out what your diagnosis is and, and that you get the right diagnosis and you're not ignored, especially if you're African-American. We know there's a history of unfortunately practitioners, you know, a, a, a denying or ignoring the symptoms of pain that African-Americans are having, forge ahead, look for a neurologist. Uh, she found out from, uh, what did you say, your um, chiropractor, chiropractor um, whatever you got to do. Um, I want to thank you guys again, Dr. Sanders, Tanina, for doing this, and it's been great. Um, and I want to thank everybody for listening. Don't forget about the giveaways, the two books. I got the Jamie Foxx book and the Gabrielle Union book. Jamie Foxx was Ray Charles' date of birth, and Gabrielle Union was Cicely Tyson's first movie. Um, again, my name is Joy Keys. Uh, I'm the host of Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. Comes on 11 a.m., usually to 12 on Live Talk Radio. If you missed the beginning of this, I'm going to upload the audio of this show onto Blog Talk Radio, and you'll be able to listen on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google. Again, if you've missed the beginning, you can listen to the whole thing again. Uh, it'll be up tomorrow uh, at 11 a.m. Um, thank you again, ladies. And uh, I have another show to do, so I got to I gotta skedaddle. <laughs> but thank, thank you, everybody. You, you guys have a great weekend, okay? Take care. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.